Let's get ready to look so good. Doing a little code switch there. Now you never uh, clicked on Teen Girl Squad? Not a Teen Girl Squad guy? The fuck is that? It's, uh, it's one of the other tabs on Homestar Runner. You could have gone to Strong Bad Email. Could have gone to Teen Girl Squad. No. I had a couple different options there. I've been a misogynist since Internet 1.0. That's too bad. That's, uh, well, I mean... That's uh, one of the great things about misogyny is uh, it only hurts you. Oh. I mean, obviously that's not true, but uh, the way that Bob <laughs> was, the, yeah, the way Bob was saying that uh, a racist NFL owner, that was, if you've ever heard the drop of him saying that's the one great thing about racism, he was more or less saying that the NFL market will correct for racism and that if you are racist, you won't win any championships. And if you are misogynistic, you will not enjoy Teen Girl Squad. And both of those are great losses upon the, the, the perpetrator. Yeah, that's a that's a, uh, something that has been lobbed at him as a, a major flaw in his broadcasting for a long time. And as Constantly much as I love... extolling so, the virtues of racism? That drop, and the muser's playing it and acting very confused by it, which is funny... But that's one where I so agree with what he's saying, I can't even clown on it yeah, in a joking no, I, way. I believe I was on the board when it happened. I do not think that I wrote down the time. I could be wrong that I was on the board. Um, I don't, what I'm saying is don't put that all on me. I don't believe that's uh, historically accurate. But uh, yeah, I was, I was listening to it being like, you know what? Light her up. That's a great point. Fuck these racists. Um. Just, you know, me. I love when people talk about the markets. <laughs> little market correction. Dude, How do markets my, work? My stonks are getting fucking slaughtered right now. Oh, it occurred to me. Do you, you think I'm serious about that? How's your bracket doing? It's so fucking weird to me. I guess if you're older, maybe there's something to it. But do people like look at their 401k every week? I believe that once you're... I've been hearing a lot about this because... Uh, a little bit on Twitter, a lot on NPR, that anytime people talk about coronavirus stuff, that they're like, well, if you're close to retirement, you're a fucking idiot for having that much in stocks anyways. You want it in less volatile assets. Well, yeah, but I mean, even those are kind of, index funds are comprised of stocks, right? Or are you saying even less volatile than index funds? I'm saying something that is entirely off, off the, the market. stock market. You know what I'm talking about, talking buddy. Talking about a little BTC? Talking no, about a little no. Ethereum? That's more volatile. Yeah, but it's not the market. <laughs> kind of, but it's a different no, market. No, you're right. It, it is, is independent. It moves independently. But I'm I'm talking about something talking that's... Talking about the mattress. Only going to gain in value. Oh, I'm talking about gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what the fuck they get. It'd be cool, too, if gold cures corona. I believe and then those it does. people like they'll really get their fucking come up they've been waiting for. It's like, like uh, Magic Johnson's AIDS cure, right? Distilled money. Yeah, <laughs> that would be something if like all the people who have been buying from Fox News infomercials just because they wanted to have, 
I guess the, um, what I'm about to describe to you is the most kick-ass version of a dystopian film of all time, <laughs> where not only is their money the only thing worth anything, it's also the only thing that can cure anyone who's sick. Yeah. Uh, Which is not... sounds great. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds super weird, like the idea that there could be like a disease that could kill people and then somebody could swoop in and be like, I'm going to make a ton of money off of this. Inconceivable. Yeah, it's a sci-fi concept. <laughs> like whenever there, I, I did not uh, take the time to watch the video and I certainly, if I had watched the video, it would have been like a minute as opposed to, you know, like the full half hour or whatever. But seeing the headlines about some guy from the vaccine company going before Congress and they're like, <coughs> could you make the vaccine affordable? And he's like, well, we'd like to. That's, yeah. That's the biggest commitment he can give you. Like, it's a fucking vaccine, dude. It should be free. Yeah. Yeah. But but they're just trying to get him to affordable. And he's like, uh, you know, um, I want that. Right. <laughs> I want what you want. We're kind of getting, uh, it's a little A but, to B communication. But then on this other getting, hand, I got like the idea where I could make, you know, like a lot of money. And I'm kind of weighing the two. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it, we'll see how it turns out. Um, I heard Trump just wanted to use the flu vaccine. <laughs> just fucking shoot something in him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just Dude, fucking saline. Just, yeah. just try Every time it. I've been sick, I've gone to the doctor. They've shot me up with some shit, and I got better. Dude, I keep waiting for just the Just fucking shoot him up with some shit. Does it matter? You, you think that every single time you've been to the doctor, none of those times that they got the vo- the bottles mixed? I right. Don't, You're here. Yeah. I just keep waiting it for- It was a weird presidential press conference. The um, the Bill of Perfect Health doctor to walk into that press conference like, <laughs> what hello, if, boys. What if he came up with the vaccine? <laughs> yeah, and he just flicking a needle. <laughs> um, do you want to see it? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was planning to ask. I'm in a tremendous amount of pain, and I think I'm going to be for quite some time, probably at least two months. You know, I, I'm I, hoping at two months it's moderate pain. Two more months that it's like kind of okay. Like I hear you. Anytime you talk about it, uh, and I just hear about the amount of pain. Like I just my heart goes out for you. That sounds fucking terrible. It's miserable. And then like ten minutes pass, and I'm like. Little ski bitch boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about uh, my friends being in pain that just brings me so much. This time, that feeling will not come until at least 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because you got hurt doing a recreational activity. I'm extreme. Just the way you're standing up is uh, <laughs> indicating... Stay, a, stay right up on that mic. Okay? <laughs> indicating a high amount of pain. Uh, I'm ready. He's going down. Oh, that is black across like that is a large section of your back, dude. You see the butt? Yeah. Can I take a picture if I promise not to put it on the web? No. No? Okay. That's fair. I shouldn't have a picture of your ass on my phone. That's, yeah. you know what? You're, you're you right. the there. iCloud thing, and I don't want After your wife. taking two seconds, I'm with you. Yeah. I do think I'm eventually going to post a photo, but to be honest with you, man, like. Do you have do you have a good one? You're not gonna like wait. Yeah, I have a couple good ones. And by good ones I mean that despite that my butt looks decent. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know. You uh you guys go to the uh professional photographer. I believe it's like a weekly standing appointment. Fuck you. Do you, uh, do you have any plans to, to see what she's doing? 
Yeah, get it in black and white. Yeah, no, no baby this time, but right. <laughs> it's me holding a snowboard. <laughs> yeah, just love to shred. Yeah, it. Um, I've gotten a couple emails from maybe a, a little playful dudes. one where you're turning around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's definitely happening. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've seen some purple bruises before. I would say that is such a dark purple; it is ceasing to be purple. Yeah, and that's the thing is that it has to keep. This is probably as dark as it's going to get, but it gets darker, you know, before the dawn. Yeah, because like it, it starts to drain out. And I've gotten a couple different emails from people. Like, first of all, the main thing is. And maybe it's not, and I'll end up finding out that it's yeah, not the main thing. But that for anyone of, that did not listen to Bad Radio, Jake uh, had a, a major uh, ski uh, snowboarding accident. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Went to Park City last week. That's why we published on a Wednesday. Uh, and, and yeah, sorry. What no, no, you're it? good. Um, I don't think anything's broken. I mean, I yeah, did I mean, do if you an got X-ray. X-rays, yeah, you're you're fine. Little suspect of the care now. X-ray. I mean. I guess they're looking at a picture, and you could look at something wrong, and it's certainly not a regular picture. I'm going to say something potentially racist. Uh-oh. When the Care Now doctor is not white, I feel better about Care Now. I'm like, okay, this is kind of like my normal doctor's office experience. I would agree with like, that. Yeah. Like, 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 if, I, like I just, if just a guy named Jeff who kind of like looks like... Yeah. You know, just like a softball coach or something. Like walks if you're in a white yeah, doctor that can't catch on I in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jesus but Christ, I don't you might even know if Whereas I'm if it's that. like, a, if it's a minority doctor, I'm like, fucking discrimination at the hospitals. We got Jonas goddamn Salk having to work at the care now. Nah. The, the Mexican Jonas Salk. No, I'm not. Who is that? Uh, he came up with the uh, polio vaccine, but I was just searching my head okay. for famous doctors. I don't know if he's one of the top doctors or if he had an otherwise undistinguished career. And of all of them, um, you decided not to highlight Sean two-time and Murphy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. We got the Indian Sean Murphy here. I, obviously, I, I there's probably something to what you're saying, but I also just in general, there I don't want, you know, there's certain, you don't want a fat personal trainer. I gotta say it. The, you don't, huh? The the Southeast Asian, uh, the, the 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 Indian or Pakistani doctor makes me feel pretty good. Yeah, uh, and it's my it's total bullshit. I'm sure, um, but yeah, I was at Care Now, and so I was convinced that my whole fucking spl- spine was cracked. And so when they said no X ray uh, or X rays are, are normal, I thought I don't know. Should I go get another one from uh, my doctor in Fort Worth? But it doesn't really hurt as bad as it looks like it does. It's more like the feeling of the when you have a bruise. Like let's say you have a really bad bruise on your leg. Until something bumps into it, you don't really notice it all that bad. I mean, it feels kind of like throbby, numbish, but not like numb in a way that if you touch it, you can't feel it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so it's like that, except across your entire back, you, every time you walk, yeah, it's your cert, engaging a certain part of your lower back and core. As long as you're not sitting, standing, or laying down, you're fine. Like right now, I would say it doesn't necessarily hurt. Hurt. Uh huh. It just feels really, really weird. Yeah. Sleeping, haven't been able to sleep for more than like two hours. Ugh. Um, at a time, which is. Interesting, because I got a couple different emails here. This one today is the most disgusting one. I'm kind of there anyways. I think I've, uh, I don't know where the line is. And I I also had been on a real heater, a uh, real tear of uh, 
smoking too goddamn much, and I've kind of knocked it back, and it's been better. But I think I've reached the point. This is the point I've been uh, scaredest to reach. Of uh, I think I'm too fat to sleep now. <laughs> oh man! Like I hear George, and I'm like, boy, he doesn't look that much bigger than me, and he, uh, you know, has the live spots where he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm too fat to sleep. <laughs> That's not exactly what he says. But and like uh, Stavi, uh, we'll talk about his CPAP machine. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess he's bigger than me, but couldn't you just get like just wear your VR helmet all the time and just like engage night mode <laughs> so that it just turns into a CPAP? <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. I mean, you're already wearing a helmet all the time. I'm gonna do a simulation where I'm a in the simulation I'm a skinnier person and yeah. see if my body's like. Well, no, it, it seems like it should work fine. I'm getting to be- to sleep better because of like the sleep app, but I'm not staying asleep with the injury at all. Sure. Yeah. Not it's, anytime you turn, it's bad. And I tell you another thing, man. I have never really done well on pain pills like i usually just don't take them Mm -hmm. and i took one last night of what they prescribed me and they said to take two Mm -hmm. and i was fucking zooted (laughs) like within 20 minutes i was like and you're you're not going to use all those is what i'm hearing and i was i was nauseous i was like just wanted to kind of curl up and lay down i mean it was like eight o'clock so and the weird thing was is that by like 10 i wasn't asleep and I felt pretty much fine. Like the weird part wore off, but I think I'm just going to go with a half tonight. And it's not like you can take that shit and drive anyway. So I just kind of got to deal with it on the regular during the day. But yeah, it's uh, this email says listening with interest to your skiing accident, the pain you're going through. I was riding my bike a year and a half ago, went through a green light and got T boned by a car turning left. It didn't yield. She smashed me. Or smashed into me on the left side of my body. I don't remember the actual accident. I woke up in the ambulance. Similar to your thinking first of broken bones. I check right away and see if I can move. And then I had my limbs. The doctor told me in the ER that I was going to experience some bruising. The swelling started right away. They said there was nothing that could be done. The car smashed muscle and nerve cells. So they just needed to heal. After four days, the back of my body from right above my waist all the way down to my ankles turned black. Most alarming was a certain part of me in the front also turned purple that disc- disc- How's your dick doing? Dick and hip are, are good. I've been checking them even before I got this email because I could kind of feel the blood moving a little bit. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, discoloration there was brief, but you see that turn purple and you get a little alarmed, meaning the dick. Mm-hmm. The backside bruising took several months to heal. It was weird. The body can't absorb all the dead blood, so it simply flows down your body to your lower extremes. <laughs> After two and a half months, the main bruising went away, but my left foot swelled up, turned purple because of all the dead blood pulled there. Finally, my left toe turned black, the toenail fell off, and that was it. I don't think that this should be uh, much of a request. You already know what I'm saying, but you, of course, if that happens, you will let me know, right? My dick? Or no. The toenail? The, the, the feet, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fucking gross-ass feet. That's a, that's a fascinating image. You want to see? I mean, is that why you've been harvesting fucking that sicko farm that you've been sowing over there on your toes for the past few years? What are you talking about? You've had some fucking gnarly <laughs> foot situations, and are you saying you did that out of your own no, personal no. fascination? No, or? that's unrelated. Those hurt. I wouldn't do that. Okay. I, this doesn't sound like it would feel good. Yeah. Um, no, no. But I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm asking you to... 
smash your foot with a hammer so I can see how it looks. Like, it's going to happen anyways. If it does happen, then I'll let you know. Thank you. It seems weird to me like they can't just, like, drain some of this shit out, you know? Like, yeah. hook me up and just suck all this fucking blood out of here. Yeah, just pop a little hole. Yeah, like a little... little tap. Yeah, just like a little Capri Sun on my back. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly just weird. Like, I want to feel on it, you know? I can't really get comfortable. But underneath all of it, it just kind of does feel bruisey. It doesn't feel like much more than that. So. I know you went back out, so you're de- definitely not swearing it off. No, I was by the end of day three. I was like, I don't fucking know if I'm doing this anymore. But I'm definitely going to go back, and I'm also definitely going to buy my own boots. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea what that means. I'm, I'm never tried this and probably never will. But. Man, I mean, the rentals, it's probably worse for skiers, but I don't need to buy my own board or bindings because, one, it's a lot of money, and two, I don't go enough. But I'd like to go, especially once Nora's yeah, able post to. Post money. Especially once Nora's able to. Um, I'd like to go every year or two because I think kids really can get into it. It's fun. It's When it's going right, it's fucking unbeaten, but... The boots that they give you, I got, the boots were too big in the front, and uh, so that's when I actually fell as I was sliding around in my boots with getting no traction when I was trying to throw my weight around, and then the ones that they ended up giving me that worked well in the front were unbelievably tight in the back, so if this had not happened, I would have come home and I would have been bitching about the fact that I have fucking half dollar size uh blisters on my ankles Mm -hmm. because the ones that eventually were good up here were so tight back here that i was like bleeding oh shit and so just not a real good you just got to get your own fit yeah pursuant to the uh the host money thing we did get a a a question into the patreon i try you know i mean the patreon people they're they're our, our our special friends uh, so whenever they ask us questions, I do try to to get them in here. It says, I want to be clear, this is definitely a real one. Man's name is Gabriel Puente. He's been a uh, patron since March 23rd of last year. Coming up on his year anniversary. Happy, oh, happy birthday, Happy Gabe. one to you, Gabe. Gabe wants to know, you going to let TC get my full five bucks now that you're tier one? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> no way. I mean, I'll show you this shit on a spreadsheet if you want, if you think that's like... You know, no, that's not happening. We can maybe work. I I wouldn't want it to happen because I think that it would, uh, like, like I currently. I would quit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know now, you know, I I know how much I need it. You probably don't need it as much, but like, you probably need it. You know, like, if if, if it went away tomorrow, you'd probably have some questions for yourself about, you know, boy, this cocaine habit seems to have gotten out of hand if I'm not getting an extra couple grand a month. Yeah. I mean, you you could talk me into like an NFL owner, like 5149 type situation. 52. Yeah. I can't really see myself begging for 2%. Well, I mean, it's it's a negotiation, you know? I think that you could could talk me into that. 50 50 is okay with me. Um, But what I really do want to do again one day. And I don't know what form it takes. Um, but we were talking before we started. I have not finished or really even started like a new TV show. Although I guess that's not true. I did do most of Succession. But I still want to go in and fill in the gaps. Because that's I've never done that. It used to drive me fucking batty when I would talk to my dad. And he didn't have DVR well after 
DVR was sure. super available, yeah. and he had the money. Didn't have Wi-Fi, you know? I mean, my dad's never had HBO at any point in his entire life. No, I can promise you my dad's never had HBO. <laughs> Blows my mind. Definitely never had HBO. Dude, I'm telling you, like, five, six, seven years after Wi-Fi was readily available, or available and fairly affordable for people who were, like, middle income, and he was way above that, he did not have it. And, uh, and he had, like, shitty, I would go to his house, I'd be like, I've never even heard of this cable company. Like, yeah. the fuck did you find this? And it's clearly yeah. it was just the cheapest one. Like, you know, there's always a, a rogue third or fourth option. <laughs> Guide is lagging. It's yeah. like, oh, this sucks. Why are you Why are you doing You have a fish tank. Like, why do you have all this tacky shit but no awesome tech? It's like awesome the, the four broadcast networks, then we got, uh, like, two extras. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and, it, like... You've got all these cow skulls on the wall. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> it's like the, the meme of like food, $100, right. <laughs> rent, yes. $200, yeah. cow skulls, $7 so million. Then, yeah, how can I afford Wi-Fi? Budget this, my family is starving. <laughs> yes, it's not that <laughs> far off. Cut back on the cow skull budget, Dad. Like, best Bowflex. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't even remember where I was going with that. He didn't have uh, you, Oh, he would you skip. You hadn't watched the show, yeah. He would skip episodes of, like, his favorite show and be like, well, I'll just pick up, you know, next week. They couldn't have covered that much. Like, with Breaking Bad. <laughs> in, like, the early seasons, he'd be like, ah, I've been working too much. I hadn't seen the last two episodes. And I'm like, well, you're just going <laughs> to watch episode eight without seeing seven or six. And I just could not compute that. And I kind of did it with Succession. Why? Because I didn't like it at first, as I told you, and then it was just one of those things where after I'd seen the first four or so episodes, um, Kristen would watch it when I was either gone, like Mavs nights or shit, mm -hmm. or I would just kind of like be there on my iPad watching basketball or reading and it would be on in the background. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, after about the 10th time of looking up and being like, all right, God damn it, this is pretty interesting. I've seen probably 65% of the episodes. And I think there's probably only like 18 of them. Maybe not even that. Yeah, I think it's less than that. So I've probably missed. It might be closer to like. I think it's two eight episode seasons. Okay. Maybe one of them was I nine. think I've probably mm -hmm. seen 12. Okay. <laughs> so I need to fill that in. But other than that. You're going to love it. I don't know. I mean, I would not say that it's a show built on every single episode being as strong as possible. I would just say the good, mo good moments are so fucking good. And the bad moments are not bad. But That's then, what it felt like. It's not like, uh, you know. I saw more of season two than one, and I was told that that's not a bad thing. But Yeah, uh, I would say the middle of season one was uh, mainly what I'm referring to. Yeah, which is when I was like, well, you yeah. know what? This shit is not only boring, it's infuriating. But yeah, I, I thought the pilot was one of the best things I'd ever seen, and then uh, the last you know, two certainly were, uh, were pretty great. And then uh, yeah, everything else is kind of like just, just trying to get through. But I can't complain about this too much because the only show that I do watch every week is still uh -huh. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. And two things. One, well, it's really three things. The two small things are they're, uh, they're trying out a concept that's like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but also American Idol, where we're going to find couples who can make a song together and it looks like the worst and not the worst in a, like a funny way 
television yeah. concept I've ever seen in my fucking life. That's and, dumb. and because you have to find people who can play songs and not just like fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the people aren't even like attractive, you know, where you're looking at them in like a morbid sort of attractive way. It's it looks like the worst shit ever. However, I also saw a cast. Sounds called, like diving with the stars. It's I would way rather watch diving with the stars, yeah. and I'd still think we need to find some footage of that. I remember uh, stars on ice or whatever, and I I thought that was stars on ice. The yeah, dumbest thing I'd ever heard of. Like, diving with the stars seems funnier though because uh, Tony tune out. I I I tend to think that the concept of dancing with the stars is. I I did not predict a long shelf life for that one when I first heard of it. You can kind of see it though. Now I can. After he explained it, well, just the backstory af- of it, and after it's obviously like lasted for so long, and Tony saying that he likes dancing shows in general, and so like, why wouldn't he like this? That something clicked. That that made some sense. I also think that it's something that a lot and of I don't people like dancing shows, but a lot of people I don't either. Yeah, but 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 there's something that's existed. I think that it, there's a lot of people. Of a certain demographic, age, whatever, that they do kind of want to learn to dance. And I only know this not only because of the existence of uh, Dancing with the Stars, but when I went to get my computer a couple weeks ago or months ago, I guess, and picked it up at the Apple store in South Lake, it's like four storefronts away from like a ballroom dancing storefront. And it's wow. like in South Lake Towns, but it wasn't like 90 year olds. So, like, there's a part of a, the type of America that wants to watch network TV shows about celebs that are like, oh, dancing, that looks cool as shit. I think a big, you're underrating how many people want to learn to dance, especially relative to how many people think ice skating is cool. Yeah, yeah. And the um, diving thing, which Tony very matter-of-factly stated this without even really seeming like, uh, you know, there was any comedy in it at all, was... Oh, yeah, I think they had to cancel the diving one because there were a lot of injuries. <laughs> I laughed for like a week thinking about that. Yeah, uh, yeah I think Ger- George Gervin nearly died. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Louis Anderson passed. <laughs> like just thinking about all the fucking horrible falls you see in Olympic diving. Yeah. And then seeing like Mike Airman Trout. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, no, I just I uh I, I don't think there's a lot of places in the world where a ballroom dancing class can succeed, but um I I do not feel that our taxation structure is uh ideally suited to leave the people of South Lake with uh only as much money as they need. Yeah, but and, you I, know- and I and I feel the presence of this ballroom dancing class is uh, you know, exhibit one in my court case. I totally agree, but to defend the rich like I always will. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fucking hobby, you know? It's no different. Th- I mean, maybe they're charging an exorbitant amount, but you don't say that about people that, like, go play softball, although it's yeah. probably 100 times more expensive, so I guess I'm... I mean, if you're saying, like... Making uh, the point I actually believe in. Yeah, TC, are you okay with people having hobbies? I'll take the bold stance, yes. Yeah. Do I reserve the right to say that some hobbies suck and some hobbies don't? Of fucking course I do. What are we doing here, dude? Yeah. But don't they teach, like... Isn't there some dancing in, like, cotillion? Uh, glad you asked. Yes, certainly okay, there is. Okay, listen to you, which I didn't even know this shit existed until I was, like, what, 24, 25? 
I mean, I, I learned it existed uh, right about whenever my friend's mom's Suburban pulled up to uh, Prestonwood and told us to get out. Unreal. And they like taught you how to eat soup? No, it was just the dancing pretty much. Really? I thought it was a bunch of shit about like, and that's why I was so confused. When it was they- certainly pitched to us as like, a, you'll learn manners, but you know, like a lot of things, like that was something like my parents certainly never growing up, like took their own fucking cotillion class. This is like them. I don't know. I they- We wanted this for you, boy. <laughs> it's when a- we were back on the island. <laughs> it's a tiny little bit of that. <laughs> I think it was a lot more. They, if I could go through with you some of the spitballing shit they did of just like, boy, TC seems like an asshole. Let's just try fucking anything. <laughs> like there was a time where like they sent me to a doctor to like he did not prescribe pills. They certainly sent me to a doctor to prescribe pills. Don't yeah. worry. Um, but they, they, whenever whenever I didn't really like that, they sent me to one that was like uh, just vitamins okay like it would just tell you what vitamins and having now like as an adult like somewhat knowing the science of vitamins i read an essay about it once there's an isaac asimov es- uh, there's an isaac asimov book of essays that uh, i got a hold of in uh in excel that uh, is, is very good uh he teaches you science uh in in an entertaining way i did not read that but i've definitely read shit about how uh vitamins are bunk <laughs> total bullshit yeah like, like if you take like a, a, a multivitamin, you know, every once in a while, you, you're probably good. But like the name vitamin is like, uh, I think it's Latin for like trace elements. Like it's, it's the things that your, your body is made up of, you know, like uh, what, 60%, 80% water. We all know this. But like then like there's this little tiny sliver of like 1% of your body is made up by, you know. Yeah. A hundred like little tiny things, and that's what vitamins are. See, like by definition, you need like, and yeah, if you have a diet that is entirely devoid of them, whatever. But if if your kid's an asshole, and then you give them some vitamins, is <laughs> a uh, fish oil and vitamin D. The only one winning there Certainly is the he'll uh, stop smoking pot. The doctor that you're paying to tell you that he needs the vitamins. You're not winning. Kid's not winning. But yeah, so they were like, well, you know, maybe people have often his teachers are always telling me you need to teach them some manners. Uh, so maybe we'll just take him to this class. I'm surprised they never sent you to like a shaman, like some mystic type shit. Like you ended up on like a fifth grade ayahuasca field trip or something. Uh, the vitamin doctor feels like the, uh, white suburban version of that. That's probably true. But you're right. Uh, I mean, after that didn't work, like, fuck, why not the shaman? Yeah. Cotillion, I thought it was, so what, what sort of dancing are we doing here? Foxtrot. Pretty much exclusively Foxtrot. It's not the Renegade. Or <laughs> not learn the TikTok. Renegade. Um, I don't know what the Foxtrot is, but, I mean, you could show me. Yeah, I mean, it's just that. Uh, you have to do solo, though, because I got this back thing. You're making a square with your feet. That's all. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me, but. You're just, you're, you're, you you're moving around the dance floor in a uh, square motion. You take a step mm-hmm. forward, a step mm-hmm. to the right, mm-hmm. a step mm-hmm. back, a step to the left, a step forward. They you're basically taught a, you how to box. Making a square. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty much. That's what boxing is? Oh, your footwork, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. push off your front foot, push off your back foot. But, I mean, you know, I, I'm a fighter, so I can. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, then, then just throwing in, letting you know that if you, uh, if you want to do a little embellishing, it's at the uh, it's at the top, okay. Top left. You you top just gotta know. Yeah, you gotta know where the top of the route is if you want to do a dip, maybe a twirl. Okay, then you you never got real fancy though. I would imagine. I could do a couple twirls for me too. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't twirl. I just hold my hand above the lady. But 
But then um, you must not Did have gone get to very feel long. up some chicks. That I was, was going to say, yeah, because I would have thought. No, I, that, I, was, I was way too nervous. Those girls were very different than uh, the Plano East girls that I was used to. And they were, you know, I mean, it's not like uh, girls were intimidating, period. But that was like a whole different fucking species, dude. I, I, I'd had no idea what to do with myself that I, I got no jollies out of it whatsoever you showed up with uh black tar chivas because you had heard that's what the girls were into at Plano <laughs> east just uncut mexican hair yeah They're like we don't do that. like we go to green hill dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i would have thought you'd have been you know more advanced on that front from going to cotillion than i did but at the end of the day you still thought a pussy was nearer to a girl's butt, just like me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> none, of it, none of it really worked. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy about this last week on the trip, that we went to uh, elementary schools in the same district. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we moved, and my brother went to that same elementary school as he, as that he did, Green okay. Valley. And where I went was called Foster Village. And... Uh, we went to Camp Carter for our field trip, which is like basically just in West Fort Worth. Like it was not That's rough. I mean, I thought it was cool at the time. You we know? got a week in Oklahoma. See, this is what I'm saying. And I think we spent one night there. And then so we were there for like a whole day and a night. And another, when I was like in fifth grade or maybe even younger than that, probably third grade, I went to Camp El Tesoro, mm-hmm. which I think is out by Granberry maybe. Uh, but okay. it was definitely like a four or five night deal that was not school affiliated. It was like loosely church affiliated, but it wasn't really church camp. But the point of it is, we went to this place that's just like 30 minutes away for two nights. Green Valley, Washington, D.C. Like I remember hearing as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck? Like we went 20 minutes from my house. That's and like, terrible. It stayed the night and like did bow and arrow for an hour <laughs> and then like oh you see all these kids from green valley got their picture like, with what, clinton they were at <laughs> yeah. the they did the white house tour holy shit and it was the same district like it wasn't like we lived the, we, <laughs> yeah. so I, they looked at you and they're like yeah just don't have the money you now know? i go to the poor district i go to junior high with these dudes now and like they were on the lawn last year. That's fucking. I didn't know that was possible. That, that seems tremendously fucked up. Yeah. Nah, I, I didn't know anyone who ever had the uh, the DC trip, DC school trip. I think my brother did it too at the end of that because he was uh, he went to that school. And that was before he definitely got. My brother got Pokemon banned from that school. Oh, congratulations. Because he was fucking dealing. <laughs> he was like running game. <laughs> like, I guess there's a gambling element to it. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a game. I don't know. You I never win or lose. I never figured it out. I never tried, I guess. But he was somehow like ripping people <laughs> off or something. I don't know. That's great. Um, I kind of want to read this email from Bo. Please do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please do. Okay. So in the coming uh, days and weeks... We might be looking to have a little interview with uh, with a pro. Yeah, uh, we're, we're in talks. We'll see how it turns out. So we're going to get some of these questions answered. Yeah, you know, on the one hand, I'm very excited. And, like, I really kind of feel like there's not, like, there's not, a, you know, uh, I, I don't believe that I personally have a limit where I'd be like, oh, I think I've talked to too many prostitutes. Um, but 
It's not like we've gone our entire lives without being able to ask a sex worker a question. Yeah, but she feels different, though. I mean, for one, she doesn't have sex for money. Right. It's just head. Right. Talking about Throatzilla, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, hey, I'm not saying let's uh, cancel the interview. I, I'm excited about the interview, but it did. It, I, thinking back on it, I'm like, boy, we do sound like some idiots for guys who have talked to. I just feel like she is in a complete league of her own. Like that she works on a super regular job, you know, like that she just likes giving head and eating ass and is fine being paid for it if that's what someone wants to do. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel like a professional, you know, hooker to me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, most professional hookers don't put videos out, I would bet. And I I think that there's probably. These are all questions we can. Probably a decent amount. Um that uh, don't have another job. That is not her primary means of Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's, I think for the most part, that's probably, you know, I mean. A little walking around money. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're like an Olympian, and then you do it for money once, and then some, then you end up being interviewed by Norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you remember that? Uh, the Olympian? Wasn't she an Olympian? Olympian woman hooker uh yeah yeah <laughs> this chick not. was on with norm her name is uh suzy favor hamilton okay sex is a 600 an hour escort escort is even better ah god damn it better than winning a race raves ex-olympian suzy favor hamilton she wrote a book called fast girl a life spent running from madness and basically what happened here is her maybe husband or somebody set up a threesome and she liked it so much the wife that she was like yeah i'm fucking doing this all the time now yeah i'm I'm going to vegas and becoming a professional and she was yeah she was a um let's see she won i don't know she was kind of spare it looks like but she was in the Olympics. Um, yeah, it's pretty fucking great. Oh, she says that whenever she made the decision to become a prostitute, she was under the influence of her antidepressant medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was bipolar. Okay. And I do don't doctors know, I describe uh, prescribe ecstasy? <laughs> right. They used to. Indeed, they did. She lost her uh, relation, her business partnership with Nike. But anyways. Bo says, my first business partner taught me everything I will ever need to know about the oldest profession in Amsterdam. He wants to get a white blonde with big tits because his wife is Latino. I will clean this up. (laughs) Thank you. Like proper virgin when they were married, super Catholic Latina girl. And he's looking for the spice of life because I can imagine fucking a virgin from a small town in Latin America could maybe get dull. I will continue Uh to clean this up. He walks up to the counter and asks for a big tittied blonde and wants to know how much. Now, you've been to the red light district, right? Uh, not like I'd never had a conversation of like, uh, hey, how much? But I, I've certainly walked through it, yeah. Yeah, no, I've never, I just walked by, you know, I walked by all of the streets right there. But there's, no, uh, there's women behind glass. Yeah. 
It's uh, it's, 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 it's really exactly the same as when malls used to have pet stores. <laughs> it, it honestly is. <laughs> yeah, some of them maybe are on the second deck, and you go, oh, what do we got up there? Uh, I had heard the term red light there? district a lot of times in my life. I, I would think that probably by now most people understand, you know, it was redundant what I just said, but I have been, there's nothing in my life has surprised me like that. Can yeah. I say that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> Uh, so it goes to the counter. The guy says 150 euro for one cum or 250 for a full hour plus a cums, meaning in case you didn't pop in the 60 minutes, they're guaranteeing at least one. That's nice. He thinks in his head about for about 10 seconds and says, I can last an hour easy, so I go for the 150 because it's a bargain. Makes sense. Guy buzzes in and takes him to 150. Uh, he goes up to the designated room. Walks in and according to him, the most beautiful woman on earth is waiting for him in a bathtub full of soapy water. She she says in broken English that she is required to bathe him before, but he'll have fun. She proceeded to strip down, give him a little nice sponge massage bath for five minutes, focusing on the McDowell hot zones. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair on the top and the bottom. She pulls him up, dries him, and lays him down on the bed and rips open a condom with her mouth and applies it. She strips for him, and at this point, he is post-bath on the clock if he uh, had paid for the hour, or as probably as he paid for the hour. The condom is the hourglass flipping over in this scenario as she hits some switch to the original guy in the half that the service had begun. She turned around and sat on his lap, and he popped about an inch in. This girl is a pro in Amsterdam, and she turned around and looked at him in shock and said in broken English, Already? <laughs> He confirmed. Not a word you want to hear no. in that circumstance. No. He confirmed, and she stood up, grabbed her shit, and walked laughing her walked out laughing her hooker ass off. <laughs> he gets dressed and heads downstairs immediately because they're turning and burning these rooms. And when he shamefully got to the front counter 11 minutes after paying, the guy asked him, is everything okay? <laughs> he kind of grinned sheepishly, sheepishly and said, I should have got the hour. It's too okay. Uh, I love hearing this story this way. I, I, I think I would love it more if I was uh, friends with a uh, Dutch hooker. Yeah, like that. how many times can they... You know, that kind of calls into question, though, like the... Like just hearing her be like, so one time I had this guy. Yeah, but it makes me think I of, swear to God, it was about 10 seconds. Yeah, and he was a little... He Yeah, yeah. And it was only about an inch in. Uh, it makes me think that you know, I'm a big fan of the Pizza Hut buffet, as has been stated. Definitely going to take a field trip out to one in, uh, in the next few months for sure. But the reason I liked the Pizza Hut buffet and didn't really like the CC's buffet, you know, like we ate it, was because the pizza was not good. The, the Pizza Hut buffet was quality. It was like you were getting a pizza delivered to you and you can eat as much of it all the time. Whereas CC's is like, I wouldn't order this shit ever back then i just liked it because it was you know you could eat a ton of it but it really wasn't even that much cheaper than the pizza Hub buffet it was like two bucks cheaper my point in all this is it makes me wonder if you do the 250 are they kind of half-assing it mm -hmm. because they're like oh this has got to take an hour whereas if you pay for the 150 and they know that one cummy is the end of the deal are they just hitting you with like fucking shogun moves that you've never seen before <laughs> Now, are you Just allowed... actually fucking bank teller suctioning the cum <laughs> out of you because they're like, boom, now I'm, I'm on to the next one, another 150 bucks. 
Can you with her just be just pull out another one fifty? That's a good question. But who would do that though? Because now you've got all right. Well, six more hours until I'm ready again, <laughs> or whatever it is for you guys. <laughs> I mean, if if it's if it's a situation where like I'm shooting two seconds in, like probably going to be ready to go in about ten more minutes here. Yeah, okay, let me do the math. So if it's 10 seconds as opposed to the normal 60, and if it's <laughs> if it normally takes like two hours. I'm just saying, that, that right, seems so like a, a situation <laughs> where you're, uh, you, 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 you're feeling pretty minutes. randy. Yeah, maybe that's the case. But So that's probably why they don't do it, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I think that they might. Like, that's uh, if I pay for two, that's more than the hour. And if, if the first one took me 10 seconds, it's not like, you know, I, I think a half hour is going to be fucking fine yep. to finish this second transaction. But she may just immediately be able to go get another dude who, for 150 Is also going to take 10 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, but then why do they offer the hour? Like, they're, they're clearly okay with receiving $250 for an hour's time. Yeah. If I'm willing to pay 300 for an hour's time, they wouldn't turn that down. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get to is that maybe that 250 is a CC's quality fuck. Because they're like, oh, God, you know, I know you're just here for the duration of this. And yeah, no, I, I understand you- your point. That's why I think that the that my uh, method here is going to get you the best thing for just $50 extra, a superior experience. Yeah, uh, but but it, 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 like just if it's on the table, it would definitely be better from a business standpoint. If they're okay with, and I mean, you know, like the the guy running the business doesn't give a shit if you had good sex or bad sex, you know, that's, right? That's between you and the lady. Yeah, I wonder too. Um, like in either scenario, whether you do the the one hundred and fifty or the two hundred and fifty, if they how many times you have to be like basically edging before like. They're like, cut that shit out. And they're just like, fucking find a way to stay on top of you or something. Like, to where they're like, uh-uh, no more of that. You're, uh, it's a game I'd like to play. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't think anyone loses there. We're calling this game the same in the first as the fourth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess these are things that we could try to find out one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, write that down. The whole CC's analogy. <laughs> Please ask her the question with the CC analogy in there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I have something serious if you... Oh, no, okay I was going to read... Uh, yeah, okay. Go I was just going to read the Genghis Khan thing. Uh, I, I don't know that I immediately recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Because you doubted me. Did I? Yeah, I feel like you were like... Uh, I, I was like, Genghis Khan was like known for fucking and like a lot. And Justin sent us this deal that says, an international group of geneticists studying Y-chromosome data have found that nearly 8% of the men living in the region of the former Mongol Empire carry chromosomes that are nearly identical. That translates to roughly half of a percent of the male population in the world, or roughly 16 million living descendants. From one guy fucking. I don't think I could get there. Effectively, 8% of Asians are direct descendants of Genghis Khan. That is, I'm sorry. That's, no, it's fucking wild. That's, I, I knew it was a lot, but I just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you really start to question how quality of relationship some of those kids shared with uh, Pops. Yeah, but maybe they're friends with each other. I don't know. It's not how I would want to do a family. And perhaps this is why, in certain parts of Asia, 
the density of the population, we're like, boy, I don't know if I can handle that. They're like, family, bud. <laughs> like, yeah. You live close with your family, right? Yeah. We're all we're all family here. Yeah. Not weird at all. Nothing weird about it. All right. So what do you have that's serious? Uh, it's a short thing. Doing a food drive or something? A food drive? You know, like canned goods or? No, it's got a little bit to do with food. So, uh... The I think it's called uh, I always I always get eater and thrillist mixed up. What what what's the difference between those two things? Totally different websites. Yeah, I think so, and I think I get emails from both. But I really like eater because of the interactive maps. You know what? I think this might actually be culture map too. Do you, uh, do you agree with all that? All those all three of those things are. Yeah, but they're all playing that SEO game. I thought culture map um, shut down. No. I once had a meeting in a hotel with them. With, with Culture Map? Yeah, I think whenever they were expanding to Dallas, they... The, uh, the Dallas Culture Map is uh, doing just fine and is indeed the uh, outlet that published the article in question. Yeah, yeah, I think they wanted... I don't know, dude. I think... I can't remember what I was doing at the time. I might have been, like, running the board and writing. I don't know what I was doing, but they were, like, definitely pitching me on something that I was like, I, could, I would be terrible at this job. Um, and I don't want to do it. All right. It was something like what they do, you know? <laughs> I, I would hope so. And yeah. I, I had a, but I mean, this was almost 10 years ago. Be weird if Goldman Sachs interviewed you to deliver pizzas. <laughs> okay, fair. I just mean, I don't know that they've necessarily changed much over those years. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, the person who, uh, got stuck with the scrap, with your scraps, um, her name is Teresa Gubbins. You ever heard of Teresa Gubbins? She's on Twitter and stuff. Dude, she's a legend. She used to be with the Morning News. Okay. Yeah, she's been with all... I mean, that's the type of thing that I knew, like... I don't know shit about food. Yeah. I only know about Pizza Hut CeCe's. But she's been... She actually, I believe, was at uh, um, Pegasus News when I was there. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I've never met her. I don't believe... I mean, I think she was at campaign events, but I, I do not recall a time where, like... Uh, you know, I've been like, hi, I'm TC, and she's been like, I'm Teresa. So, uh, Did she come at you over some food stuff? She's not coming at me. Okay. Um, but, uh... Because I was fucking knuckle-buck over here. This is a, a, a complicated whole deal that I'm about to unspool for you, but um, she wrote about a Instagram post uh, that a Austin chef put up. Um, and... The Austin chef was complaining because a chef from Dallas came to Austin, um, had a, a couple drinks and like ordered some food at his place. Then like uh, I don't know, had a bad experience, and they they had known each other before. So the Dallas chef was like texting him, and the Austin chef uh, felt like that the texts were uh, more rude than he was ready to deal with at that particular time. So he like threw the whole thing on Instagram of like. This guy's coming in my restaurant, being an asshole. Like, the Austin guy. Yeah. Who was hosting. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sorry, like, I don't mean for you to have to look at it. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I Like, it's not... I'm not here to police anyone's behavior, but like, if you're asking me my opinion, kind of seems like the thing I would just leave between people. Like, because like, the, the, the Austin guy you know, screenshotted all this and put it on Instagram. Like, that's how I know about it, you know? And these were 
texts that were sent after his negative experience, the Dallas chef's negative experience in Austin. Yeah, uh, you want me to get yeah, you fucking dive into this last week by not reading the bird, the fired Bernie supporters uh, tweets. So don't, don't That's make true. the same mistake twice. <laughs> that that is true. Um, <laughs> now it's not fucking loading. Give me two seconds. Which I think was. I don't remember how it came up, but it was something to me telling you that I guess I'd never really paid that much attention to Amy Klobuchar's appearance. And um, it's not like I don't rail on the way that men candidates, male candidates look too, but Amy Klobuchar scares the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, I just, just love... Like, look, she just has a villain, you know... Sharp features. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've already told you that how much I respect everything about liz warren so <laughs> oddly you have told me that um yeah, yeah no uh, uh my favorite and nothing about pete <laughs> klobuchar tweet was uh adam friedland being like uh gotta be uh says here you gotta be 35 to run for president let's see some id young lady <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right oh man I, now i know why i'm not getting it because the guy took it down okay so maybe he agrees with me in the end um but yeah he took the gram down took the gram down uh so there was a uh, texts from the dallas chef uh saying we paid 49 dollars for two shitty cocktails and a crudo we didn't eat amazing fuck's a crudo crudite i feel like i'm fairly cultured i think it's mapped and i don't know what that is i think it's some vegetables well that would be why i don't know yeah no i mean hey that's why I'm saying I think it's... Um, oh, okay, yeah. There's no way I would eat this. I expected a lot more. Also, your caliber of attention was missed. What? what? I, no, no, hold on. I'm seeing the issue here. I've always thought this was crudites. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, take the crudite. <laughs> which, is just, which is just small cruds. <laughs> Small pieces of crud. I, I couldn't eat a whole crud. <laughs> give, me, give me some of the cruditos. <laughs> I've seen this word on a menu before. I've been like, mm, yes. Next time in, I'll have to try the crudites. You have any crudite specials? Okay, crudite. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, 49 bucks. Uh, yeah, so he's like, I expect a lot more. Your caliber of attention was missed. This trip was based to see you and eat. Fucking major dissatisfaction. I had better with tacos last time. This sucks. Uh, so on. And he says, uh, he, I don't want to uh, edit this and put my thumb on this scale too much. This is one of the embarrassing details, in my estimation. I don't know. I don't want to weigh into the whole thing. The embarrassing detail is not that he ordered little vegetables. <laughs> well, he could say the word right, yeah, so he true. wasn't embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, he says, cool, too, because I'm with Dallas Observer Editor, which, you know. That guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dick thing to say, certainly. Yeah. Um, the, the editor in it's, question is, uh, is is my editor yeah. at the Observer, who, uh, like, you know, is is my friend. Taylor is, you know, a really nice person that I worked with on the, the 
Griggs campaign with. Uh, and you know, that, that's, that's part of what I'm talking about here. It's like, I, 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 I see that someone is in my, we'll get to it. Uh, in, in my opinion, being, uh, unfair to a friend. And, uh, I feel, you know, so, uh, I don't know. We, we talk for a couple hours every single week, have for the last 10 years. We got a lot of time space to fill here. Uh, someone I know is being attacked. I just want to, you know, um, be like, man, I just want to give my two cents on it. So, uh, the guy sending all these texts, like, uh, you know, I, I've met him two or three times, seemed like a really nice dude, but how much can you know about anyone from two or three times? And he, uh, he certainly um, made us a delicious, amazing meal whenever Izzy was born, and so you're gonna, you know, that that's that you got a couple credits then. Yeah, for sure. And uh, whenever you're like, uh, hey, you know, it's uh, I'm you, you're screwed now because I'm with a food editor at your restaurant and I'm not happy. That's probably taken away a couple of those credits. But I mean, you're at a restaurant. And he said he got drinks. I'm, I'm assuming there's a certain amount of drinking going, on, but whatever. I don't know. That's other people's lives. Um, but yeah, so. There's this article written by Teresa Gubbins uh, just highlighting this entire conflict. Um, and like I said, uh, I, I, I think it is certainly a commonly made mistake uh, these days, but it's crazy to me that we live in a world where stuff like this becomes something that's weighed in on by people other than the people in the conflict. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know this is a... This is one of your things. It's one of my things, but don't you see it too? I do. Are you with me? Yeah, but it's also just part of the the, the content economy. And Teresa Gubbins covers food. Yeah. So if there's drama in the food scene, you yeah, know, I think at the point you're that not going to not write about it, even if it's weird. Yes, at the point that the post was blowing up as much as it was, it generated a ton of discussion. Writing a story, writing up the the fact that there was a post um makes total sense to me uh i want to be clear about that so uh then just you know he he mentions the taylor was there um then the 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 guy uh the austin chef uh posted the thing on instagram i think some like the next day or something uh and i want to be clear i i haven't really talked to taylor much about this like i i sent a text of you know like hey i saw i read the story sucks what happened and she just got included and that's it yeah like like just the her only entrance into this is that it's clear enough that she was there because he has the text that the guy published saying uh cool too because i'm with dallas observer editor yeah um to just add a little zing but so in the comments of uh this whole deal uh she posts like hey people have been asking me to say something about this i don't know that i have like organized thoughts on it but uh you know, I feel really bad. I, I didn't want to be party to something like this. And uh, I felt bad enough that, like, uh, he and I are not dating now. Uh, which, you know. Um, but so, the... At the point where she's, like, saying all that, and, like, I, I don't know, maybe this Gubbins article got edited afterwards or whatever, but it's, it's not presented that way. It's not like it's an addendum. But at the point where she's... Like it's included in the Govins article that, that Taylor made this apology and you know whatever. Like I, I just don't know why you're mentioning her much after that at all because it kind of seems like someone she was with was a jerk and then she like was like that's jerk stuff to do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it has anything to do with it. Uh, but so even mentioning that she made the comment. Um, the last two article, uh, two paragraphs of the article are the ones that that especially I I felt were uh, I don't know out of line. 
Um, Barlow and Adams were already dating before she was hired by Observer in July 2019, so it doesn't seem to have presented a problem to the editor of the publication, despite the fact it's considered a conflict of interest to be involved with someone you may write about and can lead to situations exactly like this. I don't know that this is like her... I don't know. Whatever. Um, since Adams has been hired, Barlow's name has appeared in the weekly's food coverage 17 times, including a story about a trip the couple took to San Jose in October 2019. Like, just noting that seems to be implying... Like that, uh, that there's some amount of animosity, or that, that, that she fucked up, right? Like that it's like it's one of those things where, yeah, you're reporting a fact. You went back and counted the number of times. Like it's not like I'm here to say no, she's wrong. Uh, it was actually 15. But like the way you present facts certainly matters, and to have this long negative article about like this thing, uh, this assholeish thing that was done, um, and then the, you know at the end of like talking about these negative things, be like, boy, she sure talks about him a lot. Like, yeah, that's pretty weird. I just don't know what the fuck it has to do with anything. <laughs> and like, uh, you, the better, he- you better hope that they don't find out that you. Uh- you know, I had a little nepotism to get those chicken articles. <laughs> I mean, I think those, the New York Times has evaluated those as those standing on their stand own. <laughs> so, uh, you know. That's true. Uh, like uh, Kyle Shanahan had uh, certainly a lot of nepotism. He was still in the Super Bowl, Jake. That's very true. Um, but yeah, like the uh, the headline of the article is Dallas Chef and his journalist ex-girlfriend get called out for stiffing server. That doesn't seem like that's what happened. Yeah, and... Uh, Wait, so did they not pay? Well, that was like, so the guy, uh, the, the chef complained that they didn't leave a tip. And then Peter presented evidence that like, uh, he did leave a tip. Like he had like a picture of him, like handing a hundred dollar bill to who, you know, like a chef that was there or the waiter or whatever. I don't know. That's not weird. It, it's not, I've never done it. Yeah. Um, but but uh, but that's again again like noted in the article like whatever they're sitting down to write this and I realize that the the writer usually doesn't choose the headline, um, but like uh, you're sitting down to write this article and they're like well what's it about well it's about stiffing a guy well when like the stiffing thing seems at best like uh, uh, disputed you know like mm-hmm. where's the uh, being kind of a jerk I think that's clear enough you know receipts provided whatever uh, but I don't know. I, it really, it. I would say to the uh, the Austin chef, it, it really seems like the kind of thing that, uh, you know, like just fucking tell him to fuck off in the text back and then leave it at that, right? Yeah, I halfway wonder if he wouldn't have shared it if the editor thing wasn't in there. Yeah, that, that might have been the. Uh, oh yeah, really? Like you're basically threatening me. Yeah, no, because that I'm not saying that he is, but that's the way you might take that is that oh, you're mentioning that you're with somebody who's a culture editor. I don't know why you'd mention it otherwise, right? Yeah. So, ooh, you really fucked up. It's not just me that you've screwed; it's yourself because of my connections. So, I still wouldn't post it, but you know, I mean, I would definitely have left out anything about her in that article i might have said it might be okay to write a second article saying taking a larger view i would agree with that yeah. saying like yeah that, that's kind of my point is like if these people if you are, have this problem right then don't have it as like a drive-by at the end of an already yeah. negative thing like where you've spent the entire time priming you for like all you know all the people on this side are bad and then throwing another log on the fire of like, oh, and you know what? She talks about him a lot. Yeah, and you might have been able to talk, because I've just always assumed this shit is very common. 
you know? Sure. I mean, I don't know that there's not a whole lot of a way around it. Like, I mean, I've seen burnt. Is your, oh yeah, of course. I remember your burnt era. <laughs> Fucking horrible. That'll never end. Like, is your idea that people who, like, do you think that Pete Friedman is dating, like, the top account exec at Deloitte? <laughs> Like he, pro- they prop people who cover music and yeah, food I'm, the I'm scene. going like to they probably- someone in a band, yeah. yeah, or yeah, but or a band or a restaurant, a or bar- yeah. yeah, like they probably you know it's their social circle, yeah. Uh, so and it's a very usually tight knit social circle. I'm not saying that they're all dating people they're covering, but I would imagine that for the most part, you know, it's probably someone who's somewhat in your periphery. Yeah, you, you somewhat take it as like okay, this person serious about food you know yeah. like the, the really invested in like this uh you know part of the cult culture so i could see you getting into like a, a conversation and find like other people like is this a problem do how do you avoid it and make it a little more thoughtful and make it a second thing than adding it into the first one and then the that other would thing- have felt more uh yeah, well, one interesting, but two honest to me. Yeah, that that I, that's exactly what I was like. I, when I was talking about this uh, with a, with a friend earlier, that was the point I made. You know, of like if, if you if you want to write a second article, fair game. You know, like if you if you can find wherever you want to find, go go for it. But it just doesn't seem to like fit with this. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is like she's you know Govins appears to be like inferring that there's like a, a bias here that she's being driven by considerations other than like just what's strictly here. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to like uh, overrepresent like uh, my you know um, understanding of the situation, but like I don't know. I I, I don't think that like uh, Teresa Taylor like uh, good friends. I think there's like a certain amount of you know professional competition, like that you would sort of imply from anyone. You know, like uh, like I don't like anyone at the fan. One of my proudest claims, one of the things that I've said on this podcast that I, I'm, I'm most happy with is uh, saying that uh, fan fans should not be allowed to own property. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, you took the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, and, and so, you know, in that, like, to, to be like, you know, like, it's, it seems very hypocritical to me is what I'm saying. To be like, hey, uh, this person who I may not like because is, they work uh, somewhere else is, uh, you know, whatever. Like, is 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 has bi- has bias. Like, you're only pointing out the bias because you're biased against them. Yeah, that's that's a pretty common pet peeve of mine as well. And even like in people, you know, on the shows before or whatever, I'm like, you know, just admit it. If we just all admit, then it's, I don't know. I don't want to get too specific. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But if you just admit that, like, hey, we're all viewing this from a from a, a biased point of view, then you can, I guess, start to understand it as opposed to being like, no, I don't. I'm I'm completely objective here. But to your point, um, far be it for me, uh, who is just days off of um, on just getting absolutely roasted by Mike Fisher again on the internet. <laughs> Uh, to act like I'm above any of this. You know, he really came for me, TC. I don't know if you saw any of that. <laughs> I, I saw a little bit of it. Um, but yeah, just to, to sum up this, and then uh, maybe move on to some questions about fish. Um, <laughs> I just, I think that, uh, 
I, you know, I, I'm here to vouch for Taylor's character. I think she's a great person. Um, you know, it seems like in this whole deal, that should the, be able to own property, should be able okay. to own property. <laughs> okay. Uh, in, uh, you know, in this whole deal, like, yeah, I guess, uh, she could have like stepped in and, you know, said to the person that she's with like, Hey, shut the fuck up and be nice to him. But like, I, I would say it's more like if you did do that, you're a hero. If you didn't do it, you're just like a normal person. Also, do you definitely know what they're saying when they send it? That's a great point. I mean, I'm sure that there's been times I mean, she kind of like said in there, like, you know, that I, I, I wish I would have said more or whatever, yeah. you know, that that's all I'm basing that off of. Okay. But yeah, so I don't know. I just, I, I did not like seeing her get dragged in a, a rival print publication. And, um, I probably did the Dan thing where, uh, most of our listeners had never heard about the first thing. So now all I've really done is spread this article that I don't like yeah. around. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever, that's my two cents on it. So Walk me through the fish thing. Uh, so it really kind of is all based in, and I, and I, I think he I was should, just trying to report some good basketball news. And oh, it wasn't fish; it was another guy, and that's why I kind of feel bad about it. Is that it does get like a, a, a punching down type feel mm-hmm. once it's somebody who, um, it, frankly, usually it's just if they're younger than you. Um, it hasn't; they haven't maybe been uh, in in the game as long, but. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's not uncommon for for what I've taken issue with Fish's publications uh, for for a long time, which is it just seems kind of clickbaity to me. And uh, the dude Dalton, I don't know him personally at all, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, somebody retweeted it, and it was like exclusive, and it was you know I could probably find it, um, but basically it was getting an interview with Mark Cuban. Um, which is extremely easy to do, right? Like, don't we all know that by now? Doesn't that seem pretty? Not always easy, but yeah. Uh, for the most part, it is. If, for example, he's recently had a workplace sex scandal, then... but even that, actually, he came on then. Uh, he came on. He didn't want to. He might not have wanted to answer all the questions. And yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think he gets credit for that came on because he thought that they weren't gonna ask him but uh, in general if you send him an email yeah, yeah he yeah. will answer it yes 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 and it's uh exclusive mavs and hardaway jr have mutual interest in long-term extension okay so what <laughs> tim hardaway jr is playing better than he has in his entire life uh he's only what 27 prop 27 years old um, the Mavs have the best offense in the history of the game. Uh, he's been a huge part of it. So I'm looking for like, what is the what is the exclusive part here? And the quote from Cuban is, I'd be lying if I said I, he, I thought he would be this good. Mavs owner Mark Cuban tells DallasBasketball.com, indicating to us a mutual interest in long-term contract being forged this summer. Yeah. Okay, well, he didn't really even indicate that. But if he did... All he would be saying is, I'd probably like to keep a pretty good player if we can get him to sign for a number that we can afford for a pretty good player. Yeah. I would be lying if I said I thought he would be this good. Mark Cuban tells us, indicating a mutual interest in a long-term contract being forged this summer. Mm -hmm. THJ has turned into an elite shooter. He makes us so much better, said Cuban when asked about the possibility of a Hardaway Jr. extension this summer. Obviously, we can see him being around for a long time, and I know he wants to stay. 
So you read all that and said, I'm going to light this fucker up. Well, I just made a joke, which is, hey, exclusive. Uh, team would like good player back if good player would like to sign contract that works for good team to keep good play. I mean, there's literally nothing here. And I don't know what they pay. It's probably not mostly about what they pay. But to me, this is based out of the fact of I know I'm not a very good writer. This dude's probably a better writer and reporter than I am. But I will be fucking over over my dead body when I put something out for the athletic like this and expect them to be like, okay, yeah, that you could do this in an hour. Like this, you could do this in 30 minutes. All you did was say, hey man, Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing really well. So we asked Mark Cuban, what do you think about Tim Hardaway Jr. playing really well? Like it. Didn't know he'd be this good. Love for him to stay exclusive and they've been doing this for years so i didn't think what i said was all that mean-spirited it wasn't like this is the sort of bullshit that i just made a joke like exclusive good team wants good player back if good player will sign up for money a good player can, can yeah, play I mean, if, for I, if i wrote the article you know uh I, I probably wouldn't like it like i you know i didn't i i would, no, I, would I mean of course you wouldn't like it yeah if i wrote the article then i probably thought it was an article worth writing and yeah i would say so but yeah. i mean it's always been weird to me that in an industry that it seems almost entirely predicated of being critical, usually of people who are capable of things we would never imagine being capable of, but even when we're critical of people who are in our same field, I don't really take it. Um, like when someone get, has like a substantive thing, not like, oh, hey, you're a, you know, fucktard, libhole, whatever. I mean, that if someone's like, hey, dude, I just listened to your Cowboys segment and like, you're wrong about this, or this was a shallow take. And I don't think you've looked at the, I'm really not that bothered by shit like that. I think it usually makes you better. And to me, and I've texted with Bob about this. I'm like, you know, it's not lost on me that you have somehow got to the point and deservedly. So where you pointing out Ian Rappaport's bullshit has given you a sword and a shield as a warrior for justice. And I am like the biggest asshole in the world if I'm like, this is lazy. Because that's, you know, I think several people on our station do that a lot. Yeah. Like, just say like, okay, this reporting sucks. This yeah. is not very good. And that's kind of all I was saying was just like, you know, I work really hard on the shit that I turn in. This to me just feels like a clickbaity type thing. And so I put that out there. Is it a? Is it? Or do we live in an authoritarian regime, or is this a free country? You can okay. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying you can't be immune. No, from no, being no, made no. Fun I'm, of. I'm I'm saying it on on your behalf. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like, oh, free. It's a free country. You, able to, you can say whatever the fuck about the article you want. Yeah, and I think there's a line where if you said like, you know, this dude should get out of the industry. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't really yeah. that personal. I don't feel like it was personal at all. It was just saying like, this is not more than anything. I was saying, this is really not what the word exclusive means. And they were, he was saying, yeah. well, he only told me like, well, yeah, but if you go to any post game scrum and you get a quote and you build something around that and act like, okay, I was there and heard this. So like any, any quote could be construed as an exclusive. Like what if you asked him if you, if the, you hope the Mavs make the playoffs yeah yeah and, and then he, he says, says, he just says to yeah you. it would be great and then you build an article like the mavs haven't made the playoffs in this many years you know here's how they got here exclusive 
Mavs looking to make the playoffs. Team plans to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think that's even that different. Like it sounds <laughs> I, insane. I don't, I don't either. But uh, I, like it's just there's it's it's a, you know this is a, a common thing we run into with language where uh, if you just look up the word exclusive in the dictionary, yeah, um, I, I could see how you would find that one of those definitions fit what uh, what what you and Mark Cuban's conversation was. However. Uh, it kind of means a different thing in this context. Whenever a, a publication says, I have an exclusive, usually, like, you know, it's it's not uh, Mark Cuban told me and only me where he's going to lunch. Right. It's, uh, you know, he has a bit of news, you know, that, that we, we hadn't heard anywhere else. And I, I do not think that that rises to the level of news. Yeah, and to me, like I said, the other thing about it was that it was, it just kind of fits in the milieu of what, Fish's websites have been putting out for a long time. Sure. That I've always thought were like, eh, it's kind of fucking lame. And I think that's, you know, for you putting your criticism uh, within the the frame of uh, ticket hosts regularly doing that, your peers yeah. um, regularly doing that, uh, I think it usually does tend to be like that. Like, it's, it's very rarely like, hey, I read this one thing and it's dumb. It's much more often... We all read the same stuff, you know, from the same websites and have for the last, you know, many, many years. And so we have an opinion about which websites suck and which ones don't. So I never, I didn't tweet fish initially and I didn't, you know, um, bring him into this really. Cause it's like, what the fuck, man, whatever. Um, yeah, this is insane. Okay. So I told you this story like right after it happened, didn't I? Or it was not it was a long time ago, right? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. So a P1 tweets fish after this uh I think it all started with uh Mike saying a Mavs reporter who has no access and makes no effort to have ha- to have access ripping hardworking reporters who have access and do the work. Queer strategy strategy. But build your brand, kid. <laughs> okay so again i'm not comparing myself to bob in the sense of uh you know the, the breadth of our analysis and our impact and like bob's going to the locker room and bob is still better than just about or maybe i'd say everything that gets put out about the cowboys so a Mavs reporter who has no access and makes no effort to have access which i don't think i've ever called myself a reporter uh, ripping hardworking reporters who have access to do the work. Queer strategy. Build your brand, kid. Now, note, I think it's weird whenever people use kid or youngster as an insult. I think it comes off as like you kind of already are admitting that you don't have a whole lot here. Mm-hmm. And a P1 tweeted to Fish and me, maybe this guy should pick napkin drawing at a local bar. This is always where it comes back to. I didn't bring it up again. Uh-huh. Now, I did tell the story about a year ago on Bad Radio. Yeah. And I only did that because... you told it a couple times on the air. But the first time was, only, great every was time. only pretty recently because they had never heard it. Yeah. Um, I think, again, I think I had told you before sure. on the podcast. Um, Fish says, it was in New Orleans. Frito and I paid for Jake and his fiance dinner and drew both of them as a wedding gift. Jake knows this, but it's okay. Okay? Sounds okay. The original P1 says, I have no doubt as he was asking for his future father-in-law's permission to marry his daughter, he was thinking, wait, I have a second. I need my man Fish here. (laughs) This guy said, having fun here, no. 
Fish said, I'd never met either of them before. Jake asked us to meet. We paid for their dinner. They seem like nice kids. I still believe that down deep, Jake is an okay guy. And Fish continued. You're, you're nope. making it hard on him, but he that that's how big he is. He says, He's going to nope. persist. The father-in-law part of Jake's story is also fiction. Jake and Frito, uh, Jake asked Frito if he could meet us for a beer. He showed up, seemed shy. We had fun. That's it. Now, at this part of the story, I will remind you that that is 100% not how it happened because that is absolutely the bar brewery where I asked Dale if I could marry Kristen when she went to the bathroom. We met Dale there. He was there first. And in fact, Sean Bass was in town for the trip and texted me and said, hey, dude, heads up. The Cowboys traveling party is headed to where you guys are at. Like, not even like coordinated. Okay. Like Sean was just like, hey, give me, because I think he already knew that I kind of like don't really love the idea of being around fish. So they showed up. And in fact, when fish came up and he said, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Sean, he's like, you're Jake, right? And he's, you know, he's joking. And he's like, you know, when Sean said we were coming to meet, uh, coming where you were at and we might be meeting up, um, I was like, oh, what are we going to do? Kick this kid's ass? And I'm like, oh, 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 whatever. Yeah, man, I'm taking a couple jabs at you. But like, that was it. And at this point, I'm like, Dale's fucking sitting here. I got this guy that I've kind of taken runs at before. He clearly knows that he's making jokes. This is going to be weird. So uh, a guy that I know named Rod uh, Nelson, Fort Worth guy, says, Fish is a longtime, very good friend, and I've met and had drinks and had a great time with Jake. This feud has always baffled me from Jake's standpoint. Fish has told me the story, and I've heard Jake tell his version on the radio, but I haven't had a chance to ask Jake about it. Fish says, I'm okay with this kid fabricating anecdotes about me. It's part of the deal, but his attacks on his peers who are outworking him make me embarrassed for him. <laughs> who are outworking him? <laughs> yeah, and Fish, uh, a, someone else said it's, it's unnecessary. Jam. Fish I says, like that. it's coattailing, trolling. I guess this is how some make a living. Seriously, I'm flattered. Um, He says, yeah, my wife has been to more Cowboys and Mavs games than this cocky expert youngster. <laughs> you saying that about you? Yeah. All and right. I think, uh, I don't know, because I obviously nuked my tweets, but I think I said something to the Maybe effect of... Maybe she has. She's a lot older than you, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I don't Yeah, I don't, I don't. love the idea of, that you have to go to games to, you know, I don't know. So someone found the, uh, the picture, right? That was uh, the thing that really caught my attention. So I, I did not... Am I pictured here? <laughs> yeah, I don't see you. Yeah, so that's out of the gate. Like, all right, you obviously like don't really wife. remember this. He says, there's nothing yeah, mean. I don't want that lost in all this either. Appears to be very talented at sketching people on that. I've never denied that. I know, but I just, I want it noted again here. Having just seen the picture in this audio medium, I want the listener to know Fish did an excellent job. He's very, very good. Someone sent that and we, uh, you know, someone tagged us in it. He said, there's nothing mean or ugly in any of this except in Jake's attempt to turn it so. I offered to sketch both Jake and his girlfriend. She happily accepted, and Jake was appreciative of the final work, which looks like this. He said, I've done lots of paintings, family members, friends, whatever. And so then I think he finally was like, okay, I'm going to try to get this a real long play here. He says, so here's the Jake art school in New Orleans story. Not quite as cool as the one Jake tells on the air, but it'll have to do. As you can see, there's nothing gross or mean about any of this, and it's 
good for three minutes at work. Jake, shy and polite as he was at the time, accepted this as my engagement gift to the two of them. He also accepted me and Frito offering to pay for his and her drinks dinner. We did not eat dinner there. I don't remember. I don't. I very seriously doubt that Dale was letting anybody pay for our shit that night, but I know we did not eat dinner there. And like, I don't know. If he did, the way that he talks throughout this about like, we paid for drinks, so like he shouldn't be able to say anything about like, you know, I don't know. You seem to think that by buying those drinks, you bought a lot more than those drinks, and that's uh, an ugly attitude to have. He says, uh, as you can see, I tweeted him the next day a flattering note out in the open, nothing mean or gross in the seven years since. He's a filled time on the radio and on Twitter by fibbing about all this. We didn't crash his party. He was alone, and we invited him over. Nobody hit on anybody. It was a nice time. I've ignored it for seven years, and because my wife gets a kick out of it all, laughed it off. But this week, Jake chose to attack one of our young journalists who can match whatever work ethic, connections, and talent Jake has, but Jake who does now have a salary in excess of his young peer, chose to look down on the writer that triggered the first and only time I've ever bothered, been bothered by any of this, and I won't bother again. Maybe pay him more than fish. Don't you kind of control that? Uh, I don't know. But we'll be happy to meet Jake at the Star. I'm here every day. Or at the AAC. I'm there most nights. And I'll buy you another beer, and I'll sketch you like I draw my French girls. And I think I replied. Classic Titanic um, reference. I just replied, fish. You know, none of this covers when you said, how do I draw the cleavage here with dad? Uh And I said, you asked to draw someone you just met's boobs. (laughs) And he says... uh, This is is a key stretch. (laughs) Yeah. He says, Jake, the other media guy at the restaurant knows the truth. So does your drinking buddy in Fort Worth to whom you've told the truth. I assume he's speaking of Rod, who I definitely... I mean, I'd love the dude, but I've never said. I think that Rod said that he's never talked to you. Like, isn't that what his original yeah, a, tweet that was? That is what he said. And you know it too. You're Oh, because also I tagged my other one with like a fish. You asked to draw. Uh, what about the part where you asked to draw the cleavage? I was like, you're a weirdo, man. <laughs> and he said. All right. It's probably not going to calm things he down. Said, you're a weirdo isn't a very constructive comeback to the truth. But again, good luck with the new gig. I wish you well. You're trying to gain traction by being mean-spirited to someone who was nice to you. Gain traction. I wish you to pay it forward. Be as nice as an up-and-comer as Frito, or to an up-and-comer as Frito and I were to you years ago. Uh, no, this is the one where I think I really doubled down. I was like, man, you still haven't addressed the part where you said <laughs> how to draw the cleavage. And he said, me saying I can do $5,000 yeah, work yeah. of cosmetic surgery is. with a stroke of the pen is true. <laughs> I've said it 10,000 times. <laughs> you laughed. So did she. You only thought it was bad years later when you decided you wanted to grow up to be a funny radio guy, and that's okay. All right. St- let's stop there. <laughs> let's give this one the focus and attention it deserves. I can do $5,000 worth of work of cosmetic surgery with a stroke of the pen to say to a woman sitting across the table from you that you don't know with her dad present is something fucking else. Yeah. And then to be like, yeah, but she laughed. Like, oh, it's all big funny now. And then, you know, come out later. Like, do you really not understand how, like, social situations work? Like... The number of no, times I mean, that I have wanted to punch someone and instead laugh, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like that, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that I would hope that by now that we all understand, like a laugh is not consent. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. It's not a, an endorsement. Most people do laugh. And if you're the type of person who 10,000 times has told somebody I can do $5,000 worth of cosmetic surgery right here with my pen. You're used to people laughing at that, 
And it never occurs to you that they're not laughing with tacit support. They're laughing because they're very uncomfortable. Yeah. And yes, Dale was there. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He said, you know, I don't, I think he said cleavage. I don't think he said boobs. He looked down and he said, hey, what am I going to do about the cleavage here? <laughs> and, you know, I guess ultimately he left it out, but and it was then, just a weird thing yeah. to say. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I mean, you, you've always presented as he said, what do I do about the cleavage? I feel like he is adding in that he made the line, I can do $5,000 worth of cosmetic surgery with stroke of the pen, which is much worse in my mind. And I don't remember him saying that. I just think he usually probably tells people like, hey, I can draw you a little better than you actually look. But you know then what I mean? To like uh, be like, you know, I've said that 10,000 times. Like, I, I just don't know if you know how all this comes off. And I, like, I think I responded, that's not better. Yeah. <laughs> that's not better like, at all. I don't know. Uh, in uh, our, our, our good friend, I, you know, I don't know. It's not like we uh, get lunch together, but I, I've always enjoyed her Twitter presence and she's been to some shows. Uh, Jenny says a lot of people laugh in awkward situations. I'd be mortified if put in that situation. WTF. He says, yeah, he was so mortified that he asked for career advice and let us pick up his tab, which that's what I'm talking about in like the, well, I, uh, paid for one beer, so I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do anything I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I thought, and that part definitely irked me because, um, and again, dude, I really don't remember what else was talked about. I feel like he probably did because he's, you know, he thinks very highly of himself. Like, I don't, but I don't even really remember because Frito, like Evil Frito was there. But I can promise you this. I can promise you that I was not asking him for career advice because at that time, not even really of too much of my own formulation of opinion. I mean, I had some opinions about his writing and stuff, but he was universally, if viewed at all, negatively viewed by everyone I worked for and with. You sure. know what I mean? Like everyone yes. at the station, yeah. like the the stuff that Mike Reiner would say about him, I'm like, well, if Mike says this guy sucks, then I'm gonna say he sucks. Yeah, like uh, there's no way out. Like that that did not happen. Please uh, tell me how to occasionally have a pop on segment on the. Uh, and I'm not even rated. getting into that. I just I just know that at the time I am. I know that at the time I already had a very negative view of him. Again, partially just because of things I'd gleaned from the people that I thought were you know and were like the kings. And that's why when he got there, he said, jokingly, but still uncomfortably, oh, you know, Sean said we were, you, we were coming somewhere you were. I thought we might have to kick this guy's ass. Like, he said that because he already knew that I had zero fucking uh, for positive takes on him. So I was not going to sit there and be and like. And if you're trying to, like, smooth that over and, like, do your best to salvage this uncomfortable situation, I could see, like, having a, you know, introducing a conversation about, like, one of the only things that you guys have in common, the fact that you have a somewhat similar, like, field that you're working in, you know? Like, that... I don't know. It seems like a nice thing on your behalf to be like, hey, uh, you know, what, 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 what kind of tips do you have for uh, an aspiring That might have been a nice thing. That did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so at that point, I was like, you know what? The only thing I could ask you about is how to be viewed as a clown by pretty much everybody I interact with. <laughs> you said that? Yeah, because that's true. <laughs> just about everybody I know, you know, he's not, it's just, this is not like a, this is not a, a brain buster of a problem. And then he's like, oh yeah, I guess you want to start the name calling now. Dude, if you've already been calling somebody youngster, cocky expert kid for yeah. two, three, two or three days or two or three tweets, like that's still kind of uh, ad hominem, right? Yes. So I don't know that saying weirdo or clown or 
in response to that are, are really all that much worse. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess he wants me to come meet him at the AAC. What, are we going to fight or something? Like, it's all very, very weird, but I don't feel bad about anything. If only we had fish. some kind of venue like set up where it was kind of pre-established that people would fight like settle things. Yeah, you gotta have the like a ring situation. The restrictions. Maybe the bomb you know factory. About all that. But so, anyways, yeah, that's the whole story. And but yeah, uh, just what? the the whatever he says. The yeah, I was so mortified that he asked for career advice. Uh, Jenny was like, "I'm talking about Kristen," but it kind of figures you're not even thinking about how she felt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, when she when was... he's like, a lot of people laugh. I, I'd be mortified if I was in that situation. Yeah, he was mortified. Like, and the also, girls who boobs you're talking about, dude. I also want to make I want to make this clear. We definitely thought it was funny and have for years, and I think it's funny to tell on the air, and I think it's. It's not like Kristen was like, oh, I want to file an, a sexual assault claim. We just thought it was fucking weird. <laughs> like, yeah. at the end of the day, we just thought, boy, that's a strange thing to have happen to you in front of your dad, especially somebody that you don't know. It was just weird. Like, it, it was really nothing more than just being like, yeah, this dude's very odd. That's not something most people would have the, most people have the awareness not to do that. Um so yeah, it's like that's really all it is. I pr- at again, at the end of the day, you do kind of feel bad even if you take a warranted uh criticism public of somebody who's like Yeah, conflict their- never feel, you know, I mean there's I mean there's a part of well, me with him that it uh, feels great. That, that I mean with the original constantly. Dude. There's there's a part of me that's like, you know, uh you know, it, I mean, I think it, I think I like it and dislike it for the same reasons. Like it requires you to be like a certain amount of sharp, you know? Like uh like I I I like having that challenge of like, you know, just trying to find, come up with like a quick comeback. Uh, but, but like being on, you know, uh, alert level 10 for any period of time, it's like, uh, it's just, uh, it's tiring. Yeah. I just more mean like what I said in the beginning about the dudes trying to make, make his way up. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that's the difference is you're only allowed to take runs at people who write for national publications. Maybe, uh, maybe send them some Sherry's berries. I might. I might do that. All right, I got to go. Cool, man. We're too uh, wound up now. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.